International Women's Day, Sweet Maids. I am Marsha Guerriere, founder of Her Sweet Spot, and I'm excited to be here with you in celebration of you, of me, of us, of we, of our male allies that are always out here supporting us. I'm just so excited and thrilled for our conversation today and really helping you guys uh, kind of get your wellness on this year. This year's conversation is all about um, providing healing and promoting hope for women, women caretakers. And I can't wait to get to this conversation with today's special guest. Alina Heights is the voice of the everyday working parent that struggles with the ups and downs of life. As a type A personality, always on the move, she struggled with her own sense of mental wellness for several years. Through various tools, classes, and mentors, she now practices and teach it, teaches about mental wellness in the workplace. Alina it has a simple and fun approach to teaching and practicing better self-care, self-compassion, mindfulness, and overall mental wellness at work. She is the author of a book of reflections on Mother Nature titled I Am, which was written for those in need of healing and those that work in the um, work in helping other professionals. I'm so excited to bring you on. Thank you so much for being my guest today and just being here to help provide a little healing so to women out here on this International Women's Day. Happy International Women's Day. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. This is a special day for us, isn't it? Yes, it is. And it's so funny because as I pronounce your name, as I'm reading, I'm like, did I say her name right? You said it right. Reaching and new heights. heights. Often as we right. speak, as often as we talk, right? I'm yes. like, oh my God, this would be the time. <laughs> you said it right. I'm, you, it has a, a German pronunciation. So um, I appreciate Excellent. you saying it right. <laughs> Thank you. Excellent. You know, I, I, as a person with a um, non-traditional or a, a last name that people often question. It, it's good to to know that I can do that for others too. Well, Thank welcome you. to the broadcast. I'm so excited, like I said, to have you here and to really talk about um, wellness. And I thought it was so um, important to have you on today so we could truly help women on this day of International Women's Day really get to, um, to really understanding why self-care is important, and why putting themselves first is important. So before we get into the nuts and bolts of today's topic, I want to learn a little bit more about you, or I want the world to learn a little bit more about you. Can you share more about your early career choices? Sure, sure. So I started out um, working in education back several years ago, and I just found myself not really sure what to do not really sure where to focus my energy. I know I loved working with people. And as a young, you know, in my early 20s, I just, you know, it would be great to work at a college, kind of like go back to college and serve, you know, I, I guess I really wasn't sure what to do, but I knew that I wanted to use my skills and um, working with people and, you know, not sitting behind a desk all the time. So um, I started working at the university. I live in Long Island, New York. 
a local university on Long Island. This is several years ago. Then I transitioned. So I was doing a lot of speaking in high schools, talking about the freshman college experience. And, you know, actually the title of the talk was how to survive your freshman year of college. So I would go into the, you know, the metro area, the, the boroughs, and I would talk to these, you know, juniors and seniors in high school, sometimes sophomores. And I would give them a real deal about what it's like to survive freshman year of college, what they had to look forward to, but also, you know, the ups and downs of what it's like to be in college and giving them some hope and also some encouragement and also some authentic truth, right? Some truth about what it's really like. So what to be prepared for. And then I just started moving my way into higher education. I started working in admissions, you know, enrollment management. Then I took a little bit of a change. You know, I, I, I was um, interested in human resources, so specifically in talent development, learning and development. And I started working with the, um, the current college that I'm at, Malloy College. And I started working in um, learning and development, so training, because I've always been a person who just wants to learn and wants to do better and be more productive and more successful. So I did that for about four years. And currently, I work Still at Malloy College, I work in academic affairs, working with teachers that are looking to continue their studies post um, their master's degree, and I help them. And, you know, so I found myself really enjoying working with students of all ages. I do work with a lot of non-traditional or um, adult age students, Mm -hmm. and I also found myself wanting to continue the HR work. So I started doing a lot of wellness training, especially now with the pandemic within the past several years, people are really thirsty for the wellness training. So I do a lot of speaking, training, sometimes consulting for organizations on the side, which is my, you know, side hustle. Yes. (laughs) So I do that. And um, I, I help, I'm focusing right now on healthcare professionals that are really looking to not get burnt out in the profession. Yeah, that's such an important, and and I think that's what this year's International Women's Day theme is all about, the caregivers, and that's why we're, we're, you know, here mainly talking about working moms, but being in a field of education where it is a predominantly heavily female role, even Joshua asked me, and he, he, Joshua's in the second grade now, and he recently, this year, uh, found a male teacher in the school. And he came to me and was like, mom, do guys teach too? And he he had never seen in all his, his seven years of life, he has never seen a male teacher. So, you know, we do know that the education field and teachers are predominantly, those roles are predominantly held by women. What are your thoughts on the challenges or lack of challenges or, or, what are some of the successes or rewards of working in a field surrounded by so many women? Yes. So that is a wonderful aspect of working in higher education. And I work with teachers. So I know that the teachers I work with are mostly working with um, in elementary school, right? With women. Yeah. And so there's, with everything else is a positive and there's can be, you know, more of a challenge and opportunity, right? To change. So I find working with women, there's, there can be a lot of support. There's a lot of empathy. There's a lot of um, women that have been through what I have been through, like as a young professional, having women that really could support me 
through my career has been really, really um, helpful. And then there's always going to be somebody who's maybe a little threatened. Unfortunately, society, um, I'm not going to get all into that, but unfortunately, society can, you know, women sometimes want to compare at, or, you know, men well, do it I too. Call it, I call it the men pitting us against each other, which has oh. formed this, which is really truly formed the, this nature of us competing. It always starts from the male. First. Right. It's a, it's a patriarch. It's not a men or men or female thing. It's literally a patriarch. Right. So, yeah. Right. So you get, you know, sometimes, you know, there's not as many women at the top. So, right. So there's always going to be a little bit more comparison or what is she doing or, you yeah. know, and for me, you know, just listening to something today, it's like those people, those women that are really up there and doing amazing things in leadership roles. I want to be like, congratulate you. And like somebody yeah. like yourself, you know, you're so ambitious. You're always doing something new, you know, like kudos to you. Like, I just yeah. want to see you keep doing what you're doing and go further, you know, you like, like support you're, each always, other. you're always out there and you're always like on the side. Great job. I see what you're doing. And it's been really great having you in my network um, as well. And, 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 you know, with that conversation of having people champion you and being in your corner and networking, did you have a mentor that helped you navigate any issues in your advancement? Because you went from different sectors of the education. Did you have a mentor or sponsor that kind of helped you along the way? Yeah, early on, I didn't really appreciate what a mentor brought to the table. But I would say like in my early 30s, um, I was you know, I, I somehow it just organically, we became like informal mentee mentor, you know, yeah. and, um, you know, she really was a, um, I'm saying was because she's not with us today, but she's definitely Aww. somebody that I, yeah, but I have had so many mentors and sponsors, men and women, I mean, men and women who have actually, you know, have encouraged me, have taken me to the side, have said, let's, you know, sometimes in moments and then sometimes in more of a formal capacity, let's get coffee, let's meet up, yeah. you know, yeah. so mentors are really important. And, you know, something that my mentor taught me was also having that reverse mentorship. She used to say, I get so much out of just meeting with you, even though I'm the mentor, you know, she used to say it's reverse mentorship. I'm learning from you. Yes. Yes, I always said that I um, I always have people that are either um, advanced further along than I am, as well as um, not as far along as I am, because we're teaching each other. So I, I agree with the reverse mentorship. Um, and it's really important to surround yourself by people at every level. Um, in your career and in business, especially. So I, I want to get to the meat of today's conversation uh, about, you know, providing that healing and promoting hope. How can working moms start shifting their own mental wellness at work to feel less stress and avoid burnout? This has been a, such a big topic in the last couple of years and, and really why I think this theme uh, was really brought to the forefront um, for this year. Yes, and I love talking to the working mother. It's so important. 
I'm a working mother. I also have a seven-year-old and, um, you know, working full-time side hustle, being a mother, a wife, homeowner, all these things. Right. So there's a big balance. And I think the, for working moms, the number one thing that we need to do is just smash that myth that we're going to be perfect and we're going to do it right all the time because it's just not going to happen. And that myth of balance there's never going to be complete balance. You know, those people are like, oh, let's create the balance. Let's create the balance. No, it's your perception or your conception of what you think balance is in your mm -hmm. own personal life. Everyone mm -hmm. has their own, you know, identity of what, right. what is balance in their life and what shows up as balance. So smashing right. the myth of perfection, you know, I don't know. Women sometimes think, and I'll talk for myself, that we have to do it perfectly and we have to do it right. And you know, there's an author that says, you know, life is brutal, beautiful and brutal all at the same time. Yeah, it, it certainly is. And I think we do. I think we do more damage to each other than um, from outside world because we're, we're trying to be our picture of perfection because there is no model. Right. There is no true model. At least we seem to look at others and think that is what profession looks like, but it, it really, it really is something different for each person. Uh, why should mental wellness be a priority right now? So we've been through a pandemic and let's hope that this is, we've been through the pandemic, right? It's been two years and we're tired of talking about it, right? So it, it's been a lot. Yeah. And we, and recognizing, yeah, recognizing that we've been through it and that you're still here standing. Mm -hmm. It's, no matter which way you look at it, if you want to recognize it or not, it's definitely put a toll on everyone's mental health, yeah. you know? So mental wellness is a priority because yes, we want to be, you know, physically healthy, physically well, mental wellness mindset, how we see the world, how we talk to ourselves, how we show up with self-compassion. Are mm -hmm. we in the moment? Are we present? Yeah. You know, yeah. mindfulness, all those things affect us at work as working parents, as working mothers. And then when we go home or when we disconnect from our, you know, our laptops at home and go see our children and our spouses and we're, how are we showing up? If we're, right. yeah, if we're burnt out, exhausted, drained, still connected to the cell phone, you know, at dinner time, we're not our highest self, our best, right. our best version. And, you know, people are showing up more and more right now with mental health concerns, anxiety, depression, these type of things at work. And yeah. it's putting a toll on the on the employers. It's putting a toll on colleagues. It's putting a toll on the family. It's putting a toll on us. So that's why it's really is a priority right now. Yeah, I heard um, or I read something recently that said people are now starting to realize that they can just scale back on how hard they go in at work instead of leaving work, right? right. And so it's, it's more of a conversation of, is it okay to give less or put a pause, right? Why do working moms now more than ever need to put a pause on you know, more? You have no idea what you just said is so funny. My sister-in-law for my birthday got me a necklace. It's the pause button because oh, wow. I'm always... <laughs> Putting a pause yeah. is so important. That's a step. That's a step of reflection and mindfulness and just not feeling like you have to run, run, run or rush, rush, rush. Mm -hmm. You're right. Putting a pause. Yeah. I think it's it's something that 
um, you know, with the great resignation that has has occurred in our time and certainly because of the pandemic, because of all the social issues that are happening, Me Too, Black Lives, people are now aligning themselves with things, um, companies that share their same values. And I think that is um, one of the biggest changes in self-care and mental health that people are really leaning into and, and the pause. We don't need to necessarily have to um, exit unless, you know, most of the time we leave because of bad, bad bosses too, let's be honest. Right. But it, it, the pause and the slowdown at work is just as important and companies need to embrace that. What, what um, advice would you give to companies uh, to say, allow your workforce, especially women that are caretakers, to take those pauses? What, what are some advice you can give to the leaders out there? Yeah, there's so many things, right, that leaders can do. It's like, you know, first of all, let's lead with empathy. Mm. You know, let's put ourselves in other people's shoes and really feel, lean into, like you said, lean into what's happening. And yeah. I think I would hope that people and leaders and CEOs and presidents are leaning into that and seeing how important it is to take care of their employees and not, right. mm -hmm. um, you know, having structures and, you know, in place, there's so many things you can do, you know, wellness programs are not just about, you know, incorporating, a, you know, a walking competition and having some, you know, self-care is not, you know, manicures and pedicures. It's really about recognizing that mental health is a priority at the organization. Yeah. I just posted recently that like 25% of people looking for jobs right now are asking about mental health benefits yeah. within an organization, professional development or um, benefits, not just, you know, the fancy ones, you know, right. that, that have like a comp, you know, an app or something, you know, right. more in-depth offerings, you know, recognizing that mental health days are important too. And right. So important, yes. you know, uh, uh, um, inside her sweet's body, you, you, you mentioned it at the beginning of our talk, our members are working women with small businesses and those side passion projects or hustles. What are your passions now and how do you spend your downtime? So as a working parent, you know, I definitely enjoy my downtime and the things I love to do, you know, I love music, I love dancing. You know, I'll dance in my kitchen. That's always fun. I am a person that enjoys meditation. You know, I work in the wellness arena, right? So I enjoy meditation and I enjoy being out in mother nature. Yeah. You know, just sometimes it's just getting some sun, like a day like today, it's cold, but getting some sun and just really being grounded with what we have and, you know, having a gratitude practice about that and realizing mm -hmm. that, you know, we are part of this world and that we don't have to be rushing around all the time. So, right. A lot of my downtime is spent like practicing self-care because, you know, we don't get a lot of downtime as working moms. No, <laughs> so when I do, I want to make sure that I'm doing something that feeds me. Yeah, that's great. What is one quote before we let you go? What is one quote or affirmation or phrase that you use to keep you motivated? Sure. So I, you know, I, I actually put this book here and uh, for Women's Day, it's called Great Things for Every Woman to Remember. And I'm just going to, it's really quick. I'm going to read something. Listen to your heart. Always be true to yourself, regardless of what others are doing. 
Don't be afraid to show the world your authentic self. Every day is an opportunity to do something great. All the small things you do every day add up to something pretty significant. And it's that true, right? So Everything true. we do. That is so little. true. And such great inspiration for people to really hold on to. Alana, can you tell us where we can find you? Tell us how to get a copy of your book and where people can connect with you online. Show us the book. Sure, sure. This is the book. It's a reflection on Mother Nature. It's a data time reader. You can find me at my name, alinarheights.com or link in with me. I'd love to you know, be connected and share information with you. So that's me. Alina, A-L-I-N-A-R, Heights, H-A-I-T-Z dot com. Thank yes. you so much for being my guest today and for um, sharing a little bit about your journey and helping women find and understand that self-care and wellness uh, really is an essential part of life. Guys, you know how I like to end each show. When we empower each other, we all rise. Bye-bye for now.